Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Fellas, it's a basketball term that Jay would appreciate, but it was a sweet 16 for the city of Los Angeles. It was a span of 16 days, Key. The Lakers won the championship October 11th and October 27th, 2020. The Dodgers Seems so long do the ago. same. 17 for the Lakers, 7 for the Dodgers. What a sweet 16 Ooh, stretch. Oh, up to 24. There you go. Look how that works out. I knew, I knew what you were doing, Zubin, right away. Right. For those that were one step ahead of me, like Jay, he was one step ahead of me referencing Kobe. I wasn't Five even thinking that. Five steps ahead of Key all the time. <laughs> With the 24, but they get it done. <laughs> it's their seventh World Series title, sixth since moving from Brooklyn in 1957. For some Dodger fans, it felt like it wasn't 88. It was 1957 <laughs> since they won that last one. <laughs> but they time. get it done. Mm. Controversy lace, which we'll get into throughout the morning, but yeah. a title is a title. Title is a title. What do, you, what do you say? Right? I mean, it was a bullpen game for us. Um we did exactly what I envisioned them to do in game six, which is get the bullpen going so that they can now just match up pitcher with batter. And that's what we did. And, and it just – it feels good, man. I, I, I feel good for, for all those guys. In two particular, I feel for Kershaw and the skipper Dave Roberts. I, I, I just really do. I think that when Kershaw was dealing and pitching, especially in the fifth game um, – that was just a magical moment for him, and at that point, I just it was it was destined for the Dodgers to win. And then last night, having Mookie Betts be a part of this team and just having the energy that he brings to the table is just unbelievable. I mean, it's it was it's almost like not necessarily the player, but just his energy, not the bat, not the defense, not the running of the bases. Just his energy, his smile, all of the things that will make and energize a team. Jay, let me just say one thing about Dave Roberts. Fifth year on the job in battle. There are now three managers to win a World Series with the Dodgers. Mm. Two of them are in the Hall of Fame. Tommy Lasorda, and this goes in the Wayback Machine, a guy named Walter Alston, two of the most legendary skippers in the history of baseball, and a guy that two weeks ago was sitting on the hot seat is now in company with two of the greatest managers of all time. What a difference six games and five years for Dave Roberts. You know, was, he, re- was he really on the hot seat or was he really, or was it frustrating? Right, it's it's it's. Well, it's, I would just like a combination you. of both because you had him on the hot seat if they didn't get this done. Well, but was he really on the hot seat? Was they were they really? You know, I guess so. If he if he'd have lost, they probably it would have got loud, right? It was it would have got loud. But the fact of the matter is, he didn't lose. He did exactly what I'm sure he envisioned to do, which was pitch guys the way that he pitched them and uh, get out of there with a W. I, I, it was best team in baseball all year long. Zubin, let me be classy. Congratulations to the Dodgers. Really happy for Dave Roberts. Really happy for Mookie Betts. Uh, love watching this team play. And in a very abnormal year, I'm glad something normal came out. The best team won the World Series. Now let me be a little bit trashy. Go for it. I despise analytics. Kevin Cash, what did you do? You lost the game at the bottom of the six. Blake Snell was playing a tremendous game. A tremendous game. He had struck out nine players. He allowed one hit. You had a 1-0 lead. I heard Carl Ravage talk about it this morning. Between Betts, Seaver, and Turner, they were 0 for 6. Six strikeouts. Now, I know it's one of the rules in the Rays' commandments that you don't let a pitcher see a batter for the third time. And you go to your bullpen with Nick Anderson. 
But it, it, retrospectively, looking back on this, Nick Anderson threw a wild pitch. The game got tied. The game just got out of hand. It got out of hand. Yes, I understand the Rays way got them there. But it felt like Kevin Cash lost his ability to read a room, to feel the game. Be Yoda. Put your hand out there. Use the force. Know that Blake Snell was playing a hell of a game. You take him out, and then you lose the game in this fashion. Once again, congratulations to the Dodgers. But if you're Kevin Cash this morning, you're waking up saying, damn, what did I do? I didn't feel the game. That's where I go. Analytics will get in the way sometimes, but I think when you look at it from Kevin Cash's standpoint, his eyes also kind of got in the way. Even though the Dodgers may have not been getting uh, hits off of Snell, and maybe in those six innings prior, he fanned nine guys. It's fine. But when the ball starts to hit the bat and you start hearing the pop, and that, that tells you things are slowing down for the pitcher because now they're connecting. May not be. They may not be uh, hitting it out of the park or, or or driving it in between the gaps, but they're connecting. But Keaton, and at some point, one of those connects is going to go yard. Mookie Betts struggled against this lefty, so I guess my question is: Yeah, but when you start when you start but, hitting the ball, and now all of a sudden it's at Betts the warning the track, ball. or all of a sudden you know it's a hot line drive, and the guy has to make a, a hell of a catch to get to it. All of those sort of things start to happen. Now the manager is looking at the pitching coach and they're saying to themselves, okay, things are slowing down. He's not clocking at the same mile per hour right now. He's, what is his pitch count? All of those sort of things. Because if you keep him there, now the chances are he gets rocked opposed to somebody else. So it's kind of like damned if you do, damned if you don't when you get to a certain but, moment. But when do you have to trust in game six? When do you have to put in trust in the guy that is an AL, AL Cy Young winner? Like when do you? So I I, I guess and also the, caught, I would you, ask this as question a manager, too as well. You get as as all a the batter, time. I I don't know this, but I do know it as in basketball. If I were to see a defense that caught me off guard two times and I didn't figure it out, the third time I'm still a little bit unsure if I can figure out the defense. I don't come up to the plate and say, "Oh, this guy struck me out twice. I got to figure it out now." The third time, I got to figure it out. Well, anything, I, look at Mookie Betts when he got on first base. He was smiling talking to the first base coach, and pretty much it gave you the feeling. He was like, it was a sigh of relief. Like, I can't believe they took out, I can't believe they took out Snell. I can't believe they took him out. Well, I, I can believe they took him out, though. Well, I think right now, since we're grilling him like a filet that Key would grill on his uh, backyard deck, Kevin Cash here, we do have to let the skipper have his say. He understands the frustration and the questioning of his move, for sure, but he was confident in what he did. Lineup, the Dodgers feature is as potent as any team in the league. Personally, I felt Blake had done his job and then some. Mookie coming around for the third time through. I value that. I totally respect and understand the, the questions that come with it. Blake gave us every opportunity to win. He was outstanding. They're not easy decisions. And that's where I came to the decision. I felt it was best after the guy got on base. Barnes hit the single. Didn't want Mookie seeing Mookie or Seager seeing Blake a third time. As Jay referenced, that third time, the Rays pitchers don't want to see hitters a third time. Blake won nothing after five. He had the lead, got the first out of the six. You heard Cash mention there the Austin Barnes single. Then comes pitch number 73. He's out. Nick Anderson is in. After the game, the old Mets ace, Noah Syndergaard, said, tongue-in-cheek, when do we get to pull the manager, voicing his displeasure? I, I, I get it. I, I, but, but, but 
Barnes, like I said, they started connecting. Now all of a sudden Barnes hits him. Now all of a sudden you got bets come. You know, it's just like now it becomes a snowball effect. If 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 Barnes hits him in the third inning, you don't worry about that. But when you start getting into the fifth, the sixth, the seventh, and all of a sudden his pitch count was cut relatively low. His pitch count was around 73 pitches or so. Um, but that's that's the thing that you have to, as a manager, you have to guard against is when to take him out. Like, you, it, Dave Roberts go through it all the time. Right. That, I mean, it's it's one of those deals. You leave him in too long or you take him out too early. It's fine that Kevin Cash said that in the postgame, but anybody who knows sports knows that Kevin Cash is waking up this morning and that's a decision that he's going to have to talk well, about. Well, I don't the give enti- a damn. The entire we won. Off season, the entire offseason. <laughs> I don't give a damn. We It'll won. be questions he's answering. I'll give you one great stat to mention how great the Dodgers were hitting-wise. Globe Life Field, the home of the World Series, is the home of the Texas Rangers. In the postseason at Globe Life Field, the Dodgers hit 29 home runs. In the entire regular season, the Texas Rangers hit 10. 27. 27. So that goes to show you the Dodgers were hidden. It was a neutral field, but they made it feel like home. Still to come, the craziest, most surreal part of a surreal baseball season came when there was a positive coronavirus test in the middle of a World Series clincher. We'll get into that. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Let's hit up some more baseball conversation with Buster Only joining us on the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line coming up at 640. Jay, I know you were hot on this because you've been talking about COVID with relation to any sport that we've discussed and the fact that Justin Turner, the heart and soul of the Dodgers, 35 years old, been with them since 2014, had to be pulled in out of the game for coronavirus. We found out afterwards on the field with his teammates celebrating. We can get into all of the optics of that, including taking the all-time picture for posterity, sitting between <laughs> General Manager Andrew Friedman and Dave Roberts Can't in the picture with no mask, with everyone defending him, except for Friedman saying, if it happened, even though he's sitting two inches from him, if it happened, I guess it was bad for optics. I'll give you Rob Manfred's response here in a second because the commission had to come out after something like that happened. But this has been an issue with you since the beginning with any sport. Well, you have to paint the entire picture. So think about when the season first started. Jeez. When you had the defending national, when you had the defending champions playing against the Yankees, right? The Nationals. And Juan Soto got benched 
for eight games due to COVID. You fast forward to the end of the season, to the World Series. Mm. Justin Turner gets taken out of the game in the eighth, comes back, and he's celebrating a World Series, holding the championship up with COVID. With COVID. That's the entire picture. That's been the roller coaster ride we've had of 2020, Key. Yeah, so, it, it, uh, you can't make it up, man. It's just an ouch for me, right? I mean, it's an ouch because of the optics. It's like, ooh. Yeah. But there's always a but coming behind that, right? <laughs> but I kind of understand. I kind of understand at the end, they probably, as a team and stuff, they probably just was like, we won, we're celebrating, <laughs> we're here. Oh, well, it's over now. I don't give a damn. I mean, that's probably. But it's not over. But no, but I, you mean, know what I mean, I I'm know talking what you mean. about the game, the World Series. It's kind of like, I, I, I'm assuming that's the way they was thinking because he got pulled in the eighth. He's taking a picture with the trophy standing there. I'm like, oh, I at that point, I was asleep. And I'm watching him sit there next to the skipper, to the manager, pull his mask out. Just like, okay, now, I don't know how that, how do you explain that? Probably shouldn't do that, JT, and I love JT. Yeah, but how do you explain that, though? Like, is it, is it, I talked to all my teammates and they said, cool, I don't care. Like, what's the, what's the excuse for it? Well, let's hear what one of his teammates, Corey Seager, had to say about it. You know, it was kind of a whirlwind right there in the seventh inning where we found out, but that man deserves to be out here. If I could trade places with him right now, I would. He, he more than anybody in that clubhouse, deserves to be celebrating with this team. He's been a huge part of this franchise for a long time. See, I, and that's what I'm saying. What, what did his teammates say, right? If his teammates are okay with it, then, I mean, I guess you got to be okay with it, I guess. And I you're mean, saying I, that with a cringing smile, though. Because that's I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I would be okay with it. It just depends, man. I'm, I'm subjective. Just, it's subject. I, it, it just depends. I mean, I guess I would be okay with it if we celebrating and we won the championship, and I was in the Super Bowl, and one of my teammates got yanked in the fourth quarter because he tested positive for COVID, and he came back out on the stage with us. I probably would be like, I probably would just be like, whatever, man. You know, I, 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 I guess. I just think this continues to be an indictment on Major League Baseball and how they handle this, right? So he gets they find out that the results in the, I think it was the bottom of the second were inconclusive. Is this accurate? Zoom in, just making sure. And then they come back in the eighth and they find out that he's positive and they yank him from the game. He's been around his teammates the entire game. Batting practice, all the things they go through, their rituals. He's been around them last couple of days. So then you yank him in the eighth, like that's going to make the world of a difference. Well, they took, <laughs> it, him, they, they took him out in the eighth because they got the positive test. No, back. I understand that. So but, but like, they can't leave him in. I, I know. I'm, I'm just saying, though, like, how come it takes, how come you have to find out the results in the eighth? Because it took that time between those six innings. But don't to you get but, it back? I know, but don't you don't you see the timing? It, it feels like that's just I don't know. I don't know all the nuances of all the timing of the testing and how they figured it out. But I'm just saying from the outside looking in, it's like man, like you couldn't find out before the game. There, there's no other rapid testing that you guys couldn't find this out before the game. Uh, apparently not. Play? Right? I, apparently not. Yeah, I guess so. Two points here. It's time for Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Straight to the commissioner, Rob Manfred, because obviously, Jay, when you mentioned something like this, let's go right to the top. Rob was on our show 
basically just hours before the World Series began. I don't think he thought he would have to deal with this. I think they saw they were at the finish line. But, of course, it's 2020. This on Justin Turner. Quote, we're glad to be done. He went on to say, quote, I do think it's a great accomplishment for our players to get this season completed, but obviously we're concerned when any of our players test positive. We learned during the game that Justin was positive and immediately isolated him to prevent the spread. Andrew Friedman, the team's GM who built the Dodgers and essentially was the ethos in building the Rays before he joined the Dodgers, called the situation, quote, extremely surreal and mentioned there would be. (laughs) Key, you want to talk about uh, sleeping in or staying up all night when you win a sports championship. Uh, On deck for the Dodgers testing and contact tracing this morning. <laughs> oh, I mean, I'm not laughing. I'm not. No, la- you're not laughing. You're not laughing. Yes. You're laughing yes. at the cause of what we're dealing with. I, I get it. Yeah. I, look, man, like I said, if the team like it, I love it. Right. If they're, if they're okay with it, you know, because in the video shot that we're looking at on our uh, televisions, He's standing next to a young lady, and I'm assuming that's probably his wife yes, or something. he did celebrate on the field with his wife. So he celebrated on the field with his wife. I'm like, okay, well, she doesn't have a mascot either. So it's like it's over with now, so I'm assuming everybody is just like, we won, it's over, let's deal it's- with the COVID situation. We don't have to deal with Major League Baseball or worry about infecting the team, so now we have to postpone games and take guys out. It's over with now. So at that yeah. point, they just like, celebrate. <laughs> we can just all go celebrate now. Just saying, it's really challenging sometimes when athletes are put in a position of, hey, what I do is reflective upon how I lead, right? So all sports is is a microcosm of where we are as a country, and that's exactly where we are. Some guys are wearing masks. Some people aren't wearing masks. It's just I think in them in. Well, I think gotta, everybody. Yeah, I'm not going to get into it. Yep. Sure. Let's sure. go to break. Straight talk, wireless, no contract, no compromise. I'm not saying this has anything to do with it or condoning it, but Friedman did say one other thing about Turner and maybe why he was out there maskless. This is important, but not in the grand scheme of things. Quote, for him, just being a free agent, not knowing exactly how the future is going to play out, I don't think there was anyone that was going to stop him. In other words, if that's my last moment as a Los Angeles Dodger and I helped us win the World Series, Darn it, I'm going to celebrate any way uh, I want. I mean, I get okay. it. Just I, saying. I, I, guess, I get it. I guess. I don't Just really saying. know how I feel about that line. Still to come is one of the oldest players in modern NFL history, the front runner for the MVP with all the young bucks chasing him. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Subin, the podcast. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. 
shaking their heads at the greatness of Tom Brady as he wakes up this morning, 43 years and 86 days old, and is right there in the MVP conversation. I'm going to just give his stats. Old man Tom. No doubt. I'm going to give his stats relative, not to other players, because certain players have different styles, right? You really compare yeah. Russell Wilson and Tom Brady to Patrick guy. Mahomes, right? But basically... Through almost halfway through the season, not quite yet, 1,910 yards, so on pace for a 4,000-yard season at the age of 43, 18 touchdowns, four picks. We're asking you this morning on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed, Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin Nation, who's the MVP? 54% of you say Russell Wilson. However, I recognize this guy. At Dan Orlovsky 7, our colleague, NFL. Oh, who does he have now? Let's see, Josh uh, Allen? Josh Allen through the first four weeks, but he is weighing in on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed, friend of the program. He said, it's Tom Brady needs to be in whatever pool, but it's AR right now. So hmm. we've got 54 okay. of you saying Wilson. We're maybe making the case for Tom Brady. Dan Orlovsky, who spent a dozen years playing quarterback in the National Football League, saying maybe Brady, definitely Rodgers in the pole position at the moment. Fellas, I just gave you the numbers here on Tom Brady. It goes beyond numbers. There's also a storyline aspect to it, right? 43, nobody thought he could do it, doing it without Belichick. Key, what are your thoughts? Dan and I both know a lot of football. Yes, you do. Because I said Aaron Rodgers is the leader of the pack. Russell Wilson fell behind, and Tom Brady is in there somewhere. Um, You know... I think Russ, I think Aaron Rodgers is doing a little bit more with less. Although head-to-head matchup between Brady and Rodgers, Brady got the best of that situation, whatever the case may be. Um, I think when you look at it, Tom Brady's playing phenomenal football. There's no question about it. Uh, he has some 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 nice toys to play with, some weapons that are there. Uh, he's vintage Tom Brady for me, right? He's in the mix. Russell Wilson fell out of my first place because of the three interceptions against Arizona. I don't anticipate him to continue to throw picks. No, I don't, I don't anticipate that. But that particular game pushed him down for me. Aaron Rodgers came back with Devontae Adams fully healthy and went nuts. So my first thought process and looking at it and my eyes telling me, Oh, this dude here is ridiculous. But I also got Patrick Mahomes in there, mm-hmm. you know, because Patrick Mahomes is doing some good things in, in Kansas City. You just don't know how his numbers are going to end up in the end of the year. But we, we, we're talking about Tom Brady. We're talking about Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes. You know, Lamar Jackson's in the mix just because he's the reigning MVP. But we're not talking about Ben Roethlisberger. And I know Ben Roethlisberger threw three interceptions against Tennessee, but they're undefeated. In the second half. In, in the second half, but they're undefeated. They won the game, and he's been playing pretty good football. There's, to, to me, there's no real difference. in It may be a difference in style, but what he means to his team, most valuable player, to his team, right? That, that, the MVP is about the team and what you do for your team and how you're moving things along. So when I look at Ben, I'm like, if we gonna if we gonna be pushing Tom Brady, what's wrong with Ben Roethlisberger? I mean, you know, I, I'm with Ben Ben being in the conversation. I'm with Kyler Murray being in the conversation uh, with the way he's Ky- Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray, the, he, he's on the back end of the conversation. He's not yeah. at the top, but he he's in that conversation. I will say this is why I think Tom Brady is going to make a push for some reason. Just a number four is ingrained in my head when I think about Tom now because against Chicago, fourth down. But nah, he was just I, I saying it. It, we, we, we got four chances to get it in. 
I get it. You know, versus the Raiders, he threw for 369 yards, right? Four TDs, zero interceptions, one rushing TD. But get this key, his last nine games remaining on the schedule, Brady will play Atlanta twice, okay? They own the second-worst pass defense in the NFL, the Vikings, fourth-worst, and favorable matchups against the Giants and the Lions. So I can see him making a, a big push because of the weapons and getting Antonio Brown and that spark. I I think Russell Wilson is going to be in a very interesting situation because their defense is not good. So they have to outsling people. I think Russell is going to have to take a lot more chances offensively as they get to the beef of some of their schedule. Um, I still see I, – I think it's between Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes has the best TD to INT ratio in the league with 16 touchdowns and only one interception thrown. And for some reason, he has a statement game against Baltimore to me. That game stands out. But see, it was the beginning of the season. And recently Fair. But it's a statement game. It's a, it's a colossal yeah, but, matchup. But I don't even remember that game. Like it, yeah, I, I week, do. it was week two, right? I'm a voter. I don't remember that game. I remember what's in front of me. So what game stands out week, for you with Aaron Rodgers? What, like what's a, what would stand out for me and Aaron Rodgers? Well, what for today, just today, uh-huh. was last week. But five weeks from now, six weeks from now, and they're gonna, there's going to be other games. And what I'm saying is it's, it's hard to remember Patrick Mahomes against Baltimore when he was favorite in that game. It wasn't like all of a sudden he had to go nuts to win the game. If, if Kansas City, in week, I don't know their schedule off the top of my head, but in, in signature win comes in week 13 or something wild like that on a Monday they night. They play Brady in week 12. Okay, so we, there you go. Yeah. I'd say week 13. Week 12, they got Brady. Now, all of a sudden, that's toward that's the end matchup. of the voting. Now you go out there and you do what you do. Now you jump ahead because on the national stage, we are watching that matchup. Young versus old. Brady versus uh, 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 Mahomes. MVP versus six-time Super Bowl champion. Passing the man to the torch. All that stuff that they drum up. And that's when you start to say, okay, Patrick Mahomes is catching some steam. Russell Wilson is going to have to, obviously, much like uh, Jay-Z, Lord, have mercy. Jay-Z. Jay-Will. Jay-Z. Jay-Will said (laughs) is that he's going to have to do a little bit more because the defense has struggled at times this year, although I think the defense gets better as the weather turns, people don't go and throw the ball against them as much, that things will slow down. He's got to do some Russell Wilson four-touchdown type, 350-yard type games to keep that momentum going. I think he loses a little bit of the momentum because of the three-interception game against Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals. There's also the anecdotal aspect of it. This is a sports talk radio show, so we speculate, we talk. No, I don't speculate. (laughs) You talk in definitive tones. That you certainly do. (laughs) Last year... Lamar Jackson, this is a point you brought up yesterday on the program. Many people thought Lamar Jackson should not have been drafted in the first round. He shouldn't have been a quarterback. He should have been a wide receiver. I could have taught him how to play receiver. (laughs) But then he ended up becoming a unanimous MVP, and that story was just too juicy to ignore. When everybody said, don't do it, despite the guy winning the Heisman Trophy, he turns around and he balls out like nobody else. It's a great story. On the same corollary. play wide receiver. Right? Even some of the best, most respected football minds Mm -hmm. said that. Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, Bill Polian said it on my show in L.A. He's a Hall of Famer. I was like, Bill, Bill Polian are you built, sure you want to say that? He built multiple, for listeners that aren't aware, this guy built multiple legendary franchises. He's in the Hall of Fame as a talent evaluator. But the problem, uh, and Bill's one of my good good general Great manager man. friends and stuff like that. One of, the problem, one of the problems is when you are accustomed to a certain style. Right. 
big, strong in the pocket, look a certain way, Jim Kelly, Peyton, Peyton Manning, Manning. Uh, 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 Kerry Collins. That's just his That's his style. And right. there's nothing wrong with his style, but damn, Bill. Right. <laughs> now you should mention those quarterbacks were specifically mentioned because he built the Buffalo Bills. He built the Indianapolis Colts. Carolina. With Carolina, with those three QBs. But on the same token, Lamar, Peyton Manning, great you know. story. Brady at 43 years old, doing this, defying the age of time, doing it minus Belichick. He's flourishing. Belichick is sagging. All of that adds up to it. There's a storyline component. Remember, these are writers that are voting, and writers yeah. love stories. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and much like you just said, and I didn't really even think about that till you said it, Zubin, the storyline. Belichick's, Belichick's over there suffering with Cam Newton, and you're going to the beach after practice. I mean, it's, you know. <laughs> Until the Pats beat the Bills this weekend, and then things can change. But think about it. He's over there struggling with Cam, and Brady practices and then heads to Clearwater Beach. It's fair. It's fair, for sure. We'll see what happens. Big spot, as Jay said, litmus test game for both New England and Buffalo. World Series talk in one minute, and boys, there's plenty to talk about. But first, let's go from A to Z. From A to Z is brought to you by Redbox, now available at Redbox, an edgier seat action thriller that can't be missed. Rent Avis, starring Jessica Chastain. Visit Redbox.com for all the ways to watch. The Dodgers bring in their second championship title, the Los Angeles, in a span of 16 days. Keys Lakers did it first. Keys Dodgers did it most recently. A 3-1 win over the Rays last night to win the World Series in six. And Dave Roberts at the helm for five years, only spent five years in the City of Angels, certainly knows what this means for this city. It's a great cap to the Lakers and now the Dodgers. This is a time of healing for everyone in our country, but specifically Los Angeles. Uh, These Angelinos, uh, it's been a long time, so I can't wait to get back home and celebrate. And we'll talk about it all with Buster only here in just a second. Jerry Jones telling a local radio station how he really feels about the Cowboys and all of their struggles. They have backed Mike McCarthy, but yesterday on 105.3, the fan in his weekly appearance, about halfway through here, his frustration coming through. But, but seriously, seriously. Where, where, do you, where would you have a leadership board? Is it an experience board? Is it a talent board? Is it a leader sport? I'm not trying to be cute here. The answer is yeah. no. The answer is yeah. no. I, I'm there's asking. Not a, there's not a, well, just shut up and let me answer. <laughs> no. When I go into the locker room, there's no leadership void in my eyes. He ever talked to you like that, Key? No, 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 no. We, <laughs> we, we, he told Key to shut up no, like that. No, but what you, hand me some baby powder. No, we good. I ain't going to smack him. He all good. <laughs> And no. that's A to Z. How about a little MLB? I like MLB? Jerry, man. Jerry, cool. <laughs> Unbelievable. Another home run by Rosa Reina. And Snell is mowing him down. Blake Snell will not face top of the order third time around. Stoddard time. Line a fair ball down the third baseline. Picks away to his left. In to score is Barnes. Not in time. Dodgers lead 2-1. to Betts hits one into the Rays' bullpen. And it's strike three called. And the Los Angeles Dodgers have won the World Series. 
That's the call of Dan Schulman, words that Dodger fans that bleed true blue like he have been waiting to hear since 1988. Let's jump right into it. We're joined by Buster Only, ESPN Baseball Insider, and of course the host of the Baseball Tonight podcast here uh, this morning on Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin. He joins us like everybody does on the Shell Pennzoil performance line. Buster, this is 2020 in a nutshell. One of baseball's most legendary franchises has ended their World Series drought just hours ago, and that's not where I'm going to start. I'm actually going to start. <laughs> this is the way it goes, right? With Justin Turner being pulled from the game after a positive COVID test, just take us through everything that you've learned about it and the people that you have spoken to with this particular incident happening in the midst of a World Series clincher. Yeah, and just to be absolutely clear, you know, I'm sitting in my home in New York, and I'm not down there, and so, you know, a lot of the information that I have is based on on what I've read, because people who were there, uh, you know, understand what happened with Turner uh, on the field after the game. So, um, according to uh, Major League Baseball sources, they had gotten a, a test from yesterday on Turner that was inconclusive, and they ran the uh, ran the tests from yesterday during the course of the game, and Major League Baseball found out during the game that Turner had tested positive, so they informed the Dodgers, and he was taken off the field, taken out of the game. Um, and then after the game, after you know he'd been told that he was uh, had tested positive. He was down on the field, around teammates, wasn't wearing a mask, and, uh, you know, he was celebrating with teammates, and and a lot of them, you know, were quoted after the game last night uh, that, uh, you know, they felt like that Justin, who's an incredibly respected teammate, you know, deserved this more than anybody. He'd been with the team for years. He's at the center of of the fabric of that team. Um, But it certainly is going to raise questions that will probably never be fully answered about exactly when baseball found out, um, you know, did they get him off the field as soon as possible and was more, should more have been done to get him away from teammates. It did strike me as being interesting uh, after the game when they showed uh, Fox showed shots of celebration that a lot of his teammates were wearing masks and, and that, you know, after being in a bubble for a long time, uh, that jumped out at me like, huh, that's, you know, all these guys are wearing masks. And I, I think it was probably because they'd gotten word that Justin had tested positive. But it is, uh, you know, you're right. That is so 2020 that that ultimately is one of the big takeaways as opposed to the Dodgers winning the World Series, Clayton Kershaw winning his first World Series. Buster, um, <clears throat> when you think about it, you know, I guess I would feel sort of kind of the same way as his teammates. But with that being said, do you think Major League Baseball will do something from a suspension, a major fine for Turner as well as the Dodgers next season? I don't think they will, um, and the reason why is because I, I you know, they they it, during the course of this whole situation. Um, when they started up the you know the summer camp and then got ready for this truncated sixty game season, we always heard about uh, how well if if players don't follow the protocol, then there's going to be discipline. That was never fully defined, um, so there was never a negotiated settlement with the players association. Key where Major League Baseball and, and the PA said, okay, this is what's going to happen if a player doesn't follow the rules. It's clear that the information got to Justin Turner 
uh, about what happened, and he didn't come off the field. But if you're Major League Baseball and you, you want to enforce some kind of discipline on it, then where ultimately is uh, you know the, the absolute bedrock where everyone knew, knew what the rules were? Yeah, I think when you look at it, though, Buster, it was one of the optics that's out there, obviously. Yep. It, it just, but, you know, how could you, I guess, how could you not celebrate with your teammate? I know Mookie Betts, uh, what do you make of Mookie Betts' reaction to JT being out on the field celebrating? Yeah, and you know this part better than I do because you actually played on a team. Um, I, I know how respected Justin is, and I know that, um, you know, among his teammates, he's absolutely revered. And if they, I'm sure when they saw him around them, that their feeling is, you know what, I get it. Like, it, Justin is someone who's as invested in the team as any player uh, here. Uh, he's a free agent when the year ends. He doesn't know if he's going to be back. The Dodgers have been trying to win the World Series for years. And I'm sure that the players are like, you know what, we'll live with it. But, uh, it's also right that the optics weren't good, and it's going to leave Major League Baseball to answer a lot of questions. ESPN Baseball Insider Buster only joins us on the Shell Pinsall Performance Line. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Buster, I have to ask you this. Kevin Cash, he pulls Blake yeah. Snell the bottom of the six. Why? Why, Buster? Well, Explain to me why. <laughs> because of the analytics, Jay. No! i got to tell you. When he went out to get him, I had texts from people around baseball who were like, no, this has gone too far. Look, there there are tons of numbers that support the decision, you know, third time through the order. But those are based on things that happened in the past and not what was going on last night, which was that Blake Snell was totally dominant. And I was striking out nine of the first 18 hitters. 16 swings and misses among those 73 pitches he, he threw last night. And all those numbers uh, didn't necessarily apply to what was in front of Kevin Cash last night. And Kevin Cash is a terrific manager. Um, I respect the fact that Blake Snell, after the game, told reporters, look, if you're going to write uh, you know, bad stories, and this I'm paraphrasing what he said, if you guys are going to write bad stories and also write that Kevin Cash made a lot of great decisions – um, but there's no doubt about it. You know, the sport erupted last night like, who, who are we kidding here? Really? You know, based on what we'd seen, you're not going to leave the guy in there? I can tell you this. Uh, they're probably behind the dugout, the Dodgers dugout last night. There was a dance party going on when they took Blake Snell out of the game, and it really was a case where the decision was made on what was on the calculator and not what was out in front of the field. And I personally hope that it does kick off a winter of debate about whether or not this has gone too far. Because if, if you know, we have a situation like this, continuing, uh, continuing with analytics driving everything, you know, Madison Bumgarner and the greatest postseason ever in 2014 never would have happened. So many situations in, in baseball in the past never would have happened if they had simply adhered to the numbers. That was awful. Buster, I know you got to run and get 30 seconds for me really quick. What does this do for skipper Dave Roberts to quiet that noise uh, that's been going on in L.A. over the last couple of years? It puts it away for he and for Clayton Kershaw they won the World Series, and he kept on saying that. You want to talk about a narrative? Talk about World Series champ. Uh, it's what we talked about with John Elway, with Peyton Manning, all these longstanding players, superstars, 
uh, and for Dave Roberts, the manager, uh, you know, putting to bed that whole conversation. The Dodgers won the World Series for the first time in 32 years, and now they can replay highlights that don't involve Kirk Gibson. I don't. I don't like the reference. Eighty-eight, thirty-two is better. It just sounds better. Eighty-eight <laughs> seems long. There's no doubt about it. Kirk Gibson did it with the bat in '88. You could mention that Clayton Kershaw and company did it with the arms in 2020. Buster is one of the great baseball writers out there. Another great baseball writer, Tim Brown, who now works for Yahoo, many years working for the Los Angeles Times, said, "In the age of coronavirus, we're all looking upward and onward, looking for better things in life." The Dodgers during the period of COVID looked inward. They looked to themselves in the bubble. And it all paid off in a grandiose way. Buster, thank you very much. See you guys. Let's go Dodgers! Uh, I look forward to the Yankees spending more on their payroll next season again. For Just nothing. that point. Oh, for nothing. 200 plus million wins out again. But 205, you're right, did it. Well, we are presented by Progressive Insurance. We should also mention that baseball is heading to a winter of discontent. World Series is mm. good. A lot of fiscal issues on the way. Clayton Kershaw, 175 regular season wins. Two postseason wins sealed it. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Zubin, the podcast.